You're listening to Leaders Last. Leaders Last. With your host, Dr. David Robertson. All right, all right. Welcome back to another edition of Leaders Last. I'm your host, Dr. David Robertson. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. Today, we're going to answer a question. This week, I got an email from a listener who asked, Dr. Roberts, you've mentioned the importance of getting your advice from leadership-trained professionals, but you've also said that not everyone who provides leadership training needs to be leadership-educated, and you've also mentioned that there are certain things that those providing leadership development should probably know. Can you provide some insights into what some of those topics might be? First of all, that is a fantastic question. Thank you all so much for sending me your questions and allowing me to be the one to answer them. I do appreciate that. And yes, I'm happy to share that information. Hopefully today's podcast will illuminate the complexity of the discipline and provide a bit of a roadmap for aspiring leaderologists and development practitioners, but also something for everyone to know. Uh, That way you can ask more informed questions about the development you might receive. Now, first things first, we have to understand that there's two ways that this generally goes. The first is that soft skill and mono-style approach. This is usually where we run into problems regarding application and longer-term success. And frankly, this approach typically ends in failure. And we see this a lot with people who latch on to servant leadership as their one-size-fits-all solution, which, of course, doesn't work. The second way This is the hard skill and scientific approach. This is where we get into situational application of various theorems and approaches. Of course, this way provides significantly better results, both in the short term and long term. The only problem is is that it's highly nuanced and requires significant understanding of various topics. So with that said, that's what we're going to answer today. What are the nuances and what do we need to understand? All right, so... I would say that the effective application of leadership principles and strategies is critical in a variety of domains, including business, politics, education, and even nonprofit organizations. So the first thing is that we really need to have an understanding of business, politics, education, and nonprofit organizations, or really any domain that you're hoping to practice leadership or leadership development. Now, I want you to remember that the science of leadership or leaderology, is a highly complex science. As such, the discipline is comprised of social scientists and scholars attempting to understand its various nuances. And we're learning stuff all the time. But more importantly, it means that we're constantly trying to stay up to date on the various elements that comprise the science. Leaderology, as a science, incorporates Things like empirical research, theories, and practical applications to understand and improve leadership. Of course, this means that we have to have our heads in the leadership journals and really kind of get a solid foundation of understanding of the various elements that go into it. Now, some might ponder why or how leadership can be considered a science. And this question is understandable considering how many pseudo-leadership experts there are And of course, all the different pseudo-leadership programs out there that make leadership seem as though it's something you can pick up over the weekend. However, for those in the know, leaderology is a highly complex and dynamic discipline. For example, leaderology involves the systemic study of leadership phenomena. 
It employs research methods, data collection, and analysis to gain a deeper understanding of leadership principles and practices. And like any other science, leaderology develops and refines theories to explain leadership behavior, effectiveness, and of course, impact. Right? These theories help us in predicting and understanding leadership development, applications, and organizational or individual outcomes. Now, something I have to emphasize here is that the scientific approach to leaderology relies on empirical evidence. It's not something that sounds about right, and it's not a gut feeling. Researchers gather data through surveys, experimentations, uh, case studies, and observations, and then either support or refute their hypothesis uh, about leadership. Okay, we're not interested in being right, we're interested in being accurate. Well, leaderology seeks to apply its findings to real-world leadership situations, with the goal of improving leadership effectiveness in the various contexts, which of course include business, politics, and society as a whole. So how do we do that? Well, the science of leadership is an interdisciplinary field, and it draws from a variety of academic disciplines and perspectives, and by pulling all of this together, it helps us to understand the complex nature of leadership and followership. That's right, there's two sides to that. Accordingly, a leaderologist is often well-versed in a variety of leadership elements. And moreover, they're likely to focus in on one or more of any number of sub-disciplines. But rather than get into all that, let's just discuss some of the key disciplines that contribute to the science of leadership. Psychology's first. Psychology helps us to understand the individual aspects of leadership, and this includes personality traits, motivation, decision-making, and, of course, emotional intelligence. So, you'd need to get some of that under your belt. Oh, then there's sociology, which explores how leadership functions within different social structures and cultures. Well, and how leadership impacts group dynamics. So that would be helpful as well. And then you need leadership theory. Quite a bit of it. But this is why you stick your head in the leadership journals. On this note, I would highly recommend that you avoid the guru books. And these are the people who've never really studied leadership, and they don't really have uh, degrees in leadership. They usually have degrees in other things. Um, you want actual science of leadership stuff, okay? And then you'll want management and organizational behavior knowledge. And ideally, you'll want to focus on leadership within organizations, but you need to have an awareness of how management operates within those organizations, not that you're going to be professing management principles. You just need to be aware of how leadership and management interact in an organizational setting. In fact, I'd say that what you're shooting for here, really, is an understanding of how leaders affect employee performance, team dynamics, and organizational success, and how management kind of interplays with that. And by the way, topics like leadership styles, communication tactics, and motivation techniques are central to this element. And if you really want to get fancy with it, you could explore neuroscience. And this is one of those lesser-known focuses of leaderology. And still, neuroscience provides insights into the neurological basis of leadership behavior. And in this setting, we use brain imaging techniques to, to really kind of understand how the brain functions in, in leaders and, and in followers and how it influences decision-making uh, 
but also to things like empathy and then, of course, other leadership-related behaviors. And on that note, you could get into health and nutrition. Some of us include elements uh, of science that help us to enhance our thinking capability, uh, which is why I have a specialty in health science. And then, of course, we could look at leadership through an economic lens, particularly in terms of resource allocation and strategic decision-making. Economic-focused leaderologists analyze how leadership decisions impact the allocation of resources and, of course, economic outcomes. And as I mentioned, politics, or better said, the politics of decision-making. But it could also include politics in general. Both provide amazing insights. Leadership in the political realm is actually a significant area of study within the science of leadership. This element examines the behaviors and impact of political leaders, as well as the structures and systems that shape their roles. Of course, similar element to political science would be history. We really can't have a discussion about leaderology without discussing history. History is crucial to leaderology for a lot of reasons. For example, history provides the context in which leadership has evolved. Studying historical leaders, their actions, strategies, and tactics also helps us to understand how leadership has shaped societies and organizations over time. And then, of course, you have historical analysis of leaders, uh, their successes and failures. These offer valuable lessons for contemporary leaders. And by examining historical case studies, current leaders can learn from the experiences of their predecessors. Of course, history also reveals how leadership is influenced by culture, societal, and historical factors. In fact, I'd say it helps us see how different eras and regions have shaped leadership norms and expectations. Similarly, historical leaders often leave behind legacies that can inspire current and future leaders. And their stories and accomplishments can serve as a source of inspiration and guidance. Leaderologists will study, interpret, and document those stories. And again, there are a variety of subdisciplines in leaderology. These can include things like sport, technology, medical, and so on. And as time goes on, it's likely that more subdisciplines are going to emerge. Anyway, the best leaderologists are going to have quite a few of these under their belts. Some leaderologists, especially VL2s, they're probably going to have the most of these, right? Uh, more than likely some, if not all, of these under their belts. It's no easy task. And, and that's why it's important that we choose leadership-educated professionals. I've said it so many times. Leadership is a lot more than soft skills and empathy. It requires a deep commitment to the study of leadership, a passion for advancing the field, and a willingness to embrace ongoing learning and adaptation. Above and beyond that, leaderologists have to possess a curious and inquisitive mindset, continually seeking new perspectives and challenging existing theories. They need to be adept at critical thinking, data analysis, and the ability to synthesize complex information. Of course, that leads to continued education. Look, new research, developments, and ideas continue to shape our understanding of leadership, so staying updated with the latest research and theories is kind of important for both scholars and practitioners in the field. And at the end of the day, it's the leaderologist that bridges the gap between theory and practice. They help translate cutting-edge insights into practical strategies and solutions that can enhance effectiveness. 
It's their work that contributes to the ongoing evolution of leadership principles, and this ensures that leadership remains adaptable and relevant to the challenges and opportunities faced in the real world. So, I don't know. Hopefully that answers the question. Might be a little bit higher level than normal, but hopefully that helps. Hit those buttons. That does it for this one. Till next time, take care.